What if I told you that God could be seen in the most ordinary things every day? That if we just took a break from the busyness of our lives to just stop and look around, to consider the things that we encounter all the time and overlook, the lessons that we would learn from our children and in our homes, our families, what if I told you that everyday ordinary events could teach us extraordinary eternal truths? Would you believe me? Hey everybody and welcome back to the Set Your Mind Above podcast. I'm your host BJ Seip. I'm a Christian, a preacher, a husband, and a father. In this podcast, we take everyday, ordinary events and explore how they can teach us extraordinary eternal truths. I'm so glad that you've joined me for this episode. Now let's open up our minds, our hearts, and our Bibles together. Thank you everyone who has reached out on account of my last announcement. Last week, I and actually now the rest of my family all came down with what we can only assume can be COVID. In fact, about 10 others that we were around last week all are sick and have tested positive over the weekend with the same symptoms, so it's a safe bet by now. While we are not 100% yet, we are definitely on the mend. Being sick has given me a lot of time to get into the Word, spend time with my family, and catch up on rest, so I'm thankful for that. By the end of the day, I'm exhausted, so I felt not one ounce of guilt about laying around on the couch and watching the national championship game in college football last night. It was a defensive struggle back and forth most of the night until Georgia broke the game wide open late in the fourth quarter. As a Duck fan, I was polling for the Georgia Bulldogs to win it, as their elite defensive coordinator Dan Lanning has been hired as our new head coach going forward. There were a lot of things that caught my attention last night. The respect both teams showed for each other, the amazing guy on a buffalo wing commercial by Zaxby's, and you've got to know the original video for it to be funny, and a few other things. But the one thing that garnered most of my attention was in the post-game press conference with Nick Saban, his Heisman quarterback winner Bryce Young, and his defensive star Will Anderson Jr., While most predicted these two young players would spearhead Alabama to another national championship, they fell short despite their best efforts. After the boys answered questions and were about to leave with their heads hung in defeat, their coach, sitting between them, spoke up and asked if he could say something. And what he said was powerful, and I wanted to share it with you today. Bryce and Will, thanks for your time. We'll let you head back to your locker room. I'd like to say something. Can I say something? Absolutely. You know, these two guys that are sitting up here, they're not defined by one game. These guys played great for us all year. They're great competitors. They were great leaders on this team. uh, And they, they contributed tremendously to the success of this team. And we would not be here without them. All right. And both of them take responsibility for the loss. Um, but both of them contributed in a lot of ways, in a positive way, to giving us a chance to win and a chance to be here to have an opportunity to win. So I just want to thank them for that and let everybody know how proud I am of these two guys. Thank you, Coach. Wow. That was just powerful, wasn't it? Maybe you can't stand the Alabama football team because they repeatedly pummel your football team, 
but you can't help but love Nick Saban. He's not just a coach. He's like a father to his players, and I thought what he said in that press conference there in the end was so powerful and worthy of our attention today. You are not defined by one game. Certainly, I think most of us can understand that much when it comes to an athlete's career. Every dog has his day, and for there to be a victor, there also has to be a loser. To discredit an athlete's future or their other accomplishments because they fell short is absurd, as it would be even more absurd for that athlete to allow that failure to define themselves. But we're not here to talk about sports. We're here to talk about something far more important. How many of us allow ourselves to define others or be defined in our lives by our mistakes? My friends, it should not be this way. In Psalm 37, 23 through 24, it reads, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. Here is a fact of life that we had better get used to. You are going to make mistakes. No one is perfect, so don't pretend to be. The question is not whether or not we will make mistakes. The question is how will we respond when we do? Do we allow that sin to consume us, define us, keep us from getting back up and doing what we know that we need to do? Or do we press on and find our identity not in our mistakes, but in the saving grace of Christ Jesus? Consider for a moment what Paul says about himself in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12-16. through 16. I give thanks to Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has strengthened me, because He considered me faithful, appointing me to the ministry, even though I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an arrogant man. But I received mercy because I acted out of ignorance and unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. This saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am worst of them. But I received mercy for this reason, so that in me, the worst of them, Christ Jesus might demonstrate His extraordinary patience as an example to those who would believe in Him for eternal life. Paul was a vile, awful offender. In fact, he calls himself the chief among sinners. But look at what he also says. That is not what defined him. It was the mercy and grace of Jesus that did. It was God's love that spurned Paul to rise and get back up to serve the living God. Imagine, though, for a moment, that Paul did not respond in this way. That Paul defined himself by his mistakes and thought, surely, woe is me, and that God could never use him because of the great and terrible things he had done. How much good would have gone undone in the future if that were the case? My friends, you are not defined by your past mistakes. You are not defined by a past addiction. 
You are not defined by time spent incarcerated. You are not defined by an affair. You are not defined by you fill in the blank. Yes, you must take responsibility for your sin and what you have done, but that does not negate any good you have done or any good you will do by God's grace to come. And yet, how quickly we forget this as a church, don't we? How quickly we can buy into this cancel culture of the day and allow one mistake of an individual to define who they are for the rest of their lives forwards and backwards in our eyes. Well, let me tell you something. There is something else that defines me forwards and backwards in the eyes of God, and that is the blood of Jesus Christ. Am I a sinner? Absolutely. But I am a sinner that has been saved by God's grace, and we must never forget it. If you're allowing your mistakes to define you and keep you from being who God needs you to be, that's worldly sorrow and not godly sorrow. Let's conclude then with 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 10-12. through 12, And I want you to pretend that Paul was writing this specifically to you. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, but worldly grief produces death. For consider how much diligence this very thing, this grieving as God wills, has produced in you. What a desire to clear yourself. What indignation, what fear, what deep longing, what zeal, what justice. In every way, you showed yourself to be pure in this matter. So even though I wrote to you, it was not because of the one who did wrong or because of the one who was wronged, but in order that your devotion to us might be made plain to you in the sight of God. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode, and I would invite you back Tuesdays through Fridays for a brand new episode each day. If you haven't already, be sure to find us on Facebook for occasional announcements and special video sessions. If you have benefited from this podcast, please, if you're able, be sure to share it with someone else that you think could benefit from it as well. Until next time, know that I love you, that God loves you, and may we all each and every day set our minds above.